a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. Exalted in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, I ask you to pour out your blessing and your grace upon this day. Arrest every wisters in our life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Make this declaration with me this morning. Say, The law behind stubborn walls in my life be broken. Every demonic laws behind stubborn walls be broken in the name of Jesus. Every ordinance that brings affliction into my life, to my home, to my family, to my business, I command it to fail in the name of Jesus. Every ordinance contrary to the word of God working against my destiny I command it to break in the mighty name of Jesus. Every ordinance giving tormentors access into areas of my life be abolished in the mighty name of Jesus. The Senakero assigned against me speaking negative words over my life fall by your own sword in the name of Jesus. Declare it. Let my enemies be electrocuted by the fire of God. Lord, electrocute all my enemy with your fire. In the name of Jesus, let the hunters of heaven deal with every witchcraft in my household. In the name of Jesus Christ. And lastly, say, O Lord, release your fire to go before me to ashes every challenger of my soul in the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Anywhere you are put your hands together for Jesus for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. First of all I want to appreciate you for following the Claim the Day project. I pray that everything that you are looking for, everything that you desire, God will grant them unto you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Whatever it is that the enemy is using to promote affliction in your life, the hand of God will frustrate it in Jesus' name. I pray that God will pour out his grace and his favor upon you in Jesus' mighty name. I have prayed. We started a three-week series about three weeks ago and like joke, like joke, we have come to an end of that series today. In this series, we have 
we've examined 14 Bible characters. 14 Bible characters. As a matter of fact, there were 15 Bible characters because I remember there was a day we examined two women in the Bible. So today we are rounding up with the last Bible character in this particular three-week series. There are a lot of Bible characters we can learn from. And by God's grace, after I prepare detailed analysis on the rest of the characters, I'm going to bring back the character series because it gives us direct knowledge, direct understanding of how these people related with God during their own time. And through the relationship of others, we are able to understand who God is. We are able to understand the mind of God. We are able to understand His unchanging nature. Throughout the Bible, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, God is the same in all His dealings. Many people in the Old Testament did not know, did not discover the forgiveness capacity of God. That is why sometimes, when God declares judgment on them, they accept and they just go and lie down and they, they allow the judgment to come upon them because they did not understand that part of God, that forgiveness, that mercy part of God. They saw God as a very harsh, principled and highly standard God. So that when they fail the standard, they don't have any other option than to submit to his judgment. We are humans. Who are we not to submit to God's judgment? But there is an aspect of the of the God that we are serving that we discover throughout the Bible. And it's that mercy aspect. That aspect of forgiveness. That aspect of consideration. That aspect of God is there. And the New Testament made, made it clear that God is all about love. You see, that is why God needed to go a very long way to send his son to earth to come and prove his love to mankind so that man can know that there is an other side of God which is the side of forgiveness and mercy and through the Bible characters is the only way we can learn how God related with the, the people of old and how we can bring ourselves close to him so if you are looking for a way to get closer to god to grow spiritually we cannot do it without learning from the heroes of faith the heroes of old so i'll be bringing back the series we will examine more bible characters as time goes on but i always try as much as possible to listen to the holy spirit or whatever he wants me to talk about during the claim the day so if the Holy Spirit says it's time to continue with the Bible characters, we will continue. And it is my prayer that whatever the Holy Spirit brings for us in the coming week, it will bring of great benefit to us. Today, I want you to turn your Bible with me to the book of Job. I cannot talk about Bible characters who had difficult time. 
and then became heroes of faith without mentioning the man Job. It would be a great disservice on my side not to talk about Job because Job epitomizes the character of someone who God deliberately put his finger into his life to test him, to examine him, to sort of prove a point to the devil. In those days, the angels of God, the headers of heaven, the archangels, the watchers, every angel that comes to earth, comes to the presence of God to give report of their dealings, to give account. In one of these days, the elders of heaven, the archangels, the cherubim and seraphim, the Son of God, the God himself, the Holy Spirit, every creature in heaven, were in an important board meeting. And in that board meeting, God was so happy with Job that God declared his love, his, his trust for Job. The first man that God actually described as a righteous person. Though the Bible described other people as righteous, like Enoch, God described him. The Bible described him as a man who walked with God and God took him. We didn't know who he was. But I am going to give you details about Enoch when God permits me to, to do so. The kind of man he is, how he walked with God, what he saw, the reason why God took him because he knew too much about God. He knew too much about heaven. Time is going to permit me and the Holy Spirit will lead me to be able to do that in the nearest future. But today we are talking about Job. During the meeting, God declared his trust and his likeness for Job for his faithfulness and then the devil came and said listen God the reason why this man is serving you is because of all the blessings all the protections that you have given unto him take all these things away from him he will deny him and the devil and God entered into a bargain and the affliction of Job began follow me to the book of Job chapter 1 open your bible Open your Bible. Let us read it together. The book of Job, chapter 1. Job is before the book of Psalm. For those of us who may not know where Job is. Those days we used to joke in church when we want to preach. We have people who go to the back to the book of Genesis and start looking for Job or looking for Bible chapters from that place. So we used to joke that Job is not at the back of the book of Genesis. So Job is before the book of Psalm. The first, the first book next to Psalm. Hallelujah. The book of Job chapter 1. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless. Look at how he was described. This man was blameless and upright. What does it mean to be blameless? To be blameless means that in the sight of man, they sought what they can use to accuse him. 
there is no unrighteousness in him. In the sight of God, there is no unrighteousness in him. He was upright. An upright man is a righteous man, a just human being. Who relate with people the way he's supposed to relate? Who treats every other person right? Who, who behave in a well-reasoned manner? That's an upright person. At the same time, he feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. And he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. All the people of the East. So, Job was a very rich man. Job was a very, very rich man. A very upright man. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes, on their beddies, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When the period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangement for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their heart. This was Job's regular custom. He was also a man who is conscious of his home. He was like he was really a father who prays and intercedes for the mystics, both known and unknown, of his children. He was sacrificing burnt offering to ask for the mercy of God for the unintentional sins of his children. He was a man who took his family serious before God. Job was an exemplary father. One day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan, Lucifer, devil, the old snake also came with them. And the Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth. That is his job. That is his job. Satan roams up and down, instigate people against God, do all sorts of evil. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. This is God describing Job. Let me tell you something. Do you know how hard, you know how hard it is for a man to impress God? Do you know? The Bible says that our righteousness is like a filthy rag before God. That so-called righteousness we think we have is like a mob stick. It's like what we use to mob our floor before God. It's filthy. It's dirty. It's stinky. But this is God describing Job in heaven. It means Job was truly an upright man. He was blameless. God described him a blameless man. And let's look at the response of Satan. Does Job fear God for nothing? Verse 9. Satan replied, Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? 
you have blessed the work of his hands so his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land but now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face the devil has always been an accuser that is his job from the beginning of creation what people did not know is that before the account of creation in the book of Genesis, a lot of things had happened before that time. The falling of the angels had happened. The extraterrestrial being had already invaded the earth. One of the reasons why God created a dome, the Garden of Eden is like a dome within the earth. And God put them inside that dome. A dome is something that looks like an umbrella. Something to cover a new creation away from everything that is going on in the rest of the earth there were pre-adamic nature there were pre-adamic creations those were half angels half humans we call them extraterrestrial fallen angels were already on the earth the sons of god the angels usually come from heaven to earth those days because they were created first to occupy this place. That's why we have so many demons on earth. Because they were here before us. Today is not the day to discuss that. But I pray that the Lord gives me the opportunity to discuss that into details. A discussion that will answer so many questions about who did Cain marry? Who did Cain mention that they are going to kill him? About where did spiritual marriage come from? These questions is going to be answered when that particular topic is discussed. The angels of God were coming to earth and even the devil himself took note of who Job was. He knew Job. He has set his eye on him. He's an accuser. Those days, angels used to come to earth and roam the earth, see what is going on on, on the earth. As I have seen that has pushed them back to heaven. So, the Lord said to Satan, verse 12, Very well, then everything he has is in your power, but on the man himself do not lay a finger. Job was like a bargain between God and, and, and the devil. God wants to prove it to the devil that Job is a blameless man. You see, God already knew the result of the challenge. But it was also an opportunity for God to test the resolve of Job and probably test the people around him. Stay focused on this, on this teaching today. The test of Job wasn't only to test Job, but to also expose the people around Job. So that Job would know the kind of people he is associating himself with. So that Job would know the definition of exact people who are lying on his bosom so that Job will understand that he doesn't have any friend. Sometimes God allows some afflictions, some problems to come into our life, not to test us, but to expose our true friends and to expose our frenemies, to expose our enemies. The people we have used to surround ourselves, people we built around ourselves as our own world of happiness, the only thing that can expose their true nature is challenges of life in our life. And when those challenges come, we tend to find out the true color 
of this of these people it is during the time of affliction that you will truly know the person who is with you or the person who is against you that is when their attitude shows their true nature shows when things are not going well with you that's when they will desert you that's for you to know that you are not in the right circle one of the reasons why god tested job wasn't to test job alone but to also expose the true nature of his friends so then satan went out from the presence of the lord one day when job's son and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest and the oldest brother's house a messenger came to job and said the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby and the Serbians attacked and made off with them they put a servant to the sword i am the only one who had escaped to tell you sometimes look at the attack on job the attack looks so logical as at that time the Serbians were always invading everywhere and attacking people and stealing people's property and killing people the devil will make the attack so natural it will make it look so natural that you will think that it is a normal thing sometimes some things are happening to us we will think that it's logical it's just normal thing that is happening to everybody that is happening to us whereas this thing that we call normal have been instigated by the devil himself but he will make it look so normal oh this thing happened to me because i made mistake this thing happened to me because i went to the wrong place in the first place who led you to that wrong place what led you to that wrong place this thing happened to me because i slapped him first why did you slap him first who instigated you to slap the person first the devil is behind every evil the devil is behind every evil god struck a bargain and the devil instigated the Serbians and they came took away all the, the things that belonged to Job and took away his oxen, his sheep, his goat his ram, everything that he had and killed his children one day the Lord said to Satan while he was still speaking verse 16, another messenger came and said the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep the servant and i am the only one who had escaped to tell that wasn't the fire of god the person assumed it was the fire of god because then people believe that it is only god that can send fire from heaven but the devil also have the power to send fire from heaven there are some affliction in our life that may look like it is wilderness that we are going through it may look as if god is taking us through the wilderness to train us but these attacks were from the devil he just made it look like it's a, it's a test from God to make us believe it's a test from God so that you will not pray against it. The fire destroyed everything Job had. I want you to read the book of Job for the next one week for you to have a deeper understanding. Time today will not permit me to read the full story of Job but I can paraphrase the whole thing. I can paraphrase the whole thing. So now, Job eventually lost everything that wasn't enough for satan job losing everything wasn't enough for satan it wasn't enough the satan wanted to take more you see when you give the devil an inch in your life it will take 1000 inch so after after everything job had had been taken away what happened was that the devil proceeded back to the presence of god 
And I asked, he told God, the attack is not enough. The guy is not losing his faith. Let me do more. And God allowed the devil to afflict his body. But God told him, don't touch his soul. God was particular about the devil not touching his soul. So, let me, let's go to chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. One day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. And the Lord said, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless, upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil, and he still maintains his, te- his integrity. Though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, Satan replied, A man will give all he has for his own life. But now stretch out your hands and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Very well, then he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. Some Bible versions say, You must not touch his soul. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores. This was a bargain. The book of Job showed us that Satan has access to God. Satan competes with God over our soul, over our body, over everything we have. Satan wants us. Everything he's doing is for you to give up on God, is for you to curse God, is for you to blaspheme. Every delays we are experiencing, the devil is responsible for it. And his bid, his purpose is for you to afflict yourself by cursing God. Once you curse God, when you blaspheme against God, you have you have you have justified him. Job had his faith. He got to a point in his life that the affliction was so many that his wife deserted him. His wife told him, listen, your problem is too much. Just curse the God, the so-called God you are serving. Just curse him and leave. He lost everything. He lost everything. Now, the next line of story we saw in the life of Job is that his friend came in something that looks like they were coming to encourage him stand by him no these friends spent days they spent years with job retreating to him that listen you are a fool you are simply a fool you are over righteous you think you are better than us you used to judge us you used to condemn everything we, say, we do every say let's we tell, we tell you to go let's go to bar you tell you oh, no you don't want to go to the bar you are always proving over-righteous. Have you seen your end? This thing that God is doing to you, God is trying to prove to you that you are not normal. God is trying to prove to you you are not normal. The entire book of Job is filled with argument between his friends 
and Job, even in his affliction, Job was still talking about the greatness of God. And that puts the devil off. That puts the devil off. Whatever it is that we face, we must never allow it to take the word of God away from our mouth. The book of Job proved that to us. Job was still talking about the faithfulness of God. He was still trying to convince his friends that he is a righteous man and anything that happened is to his own good. It is not possible for you as a man to receive good from God and not receive evil from him. Life is both positive and negative. If God is giving you negative, when the time if God is giving you positive, when the time comes for you to receive negative, you endure because positive time will come. That was the message of Job to his friends. The affliction of Job showed us the kind of friends Job had. It is normal for our affliction to expose our friends. If you truly want to know your friends, just sometimes pretend that something bad is happening to you. Just pretend that something bad is happening to you. That is when you will see who truly is with you and who is against you. That's when you know that if you truly have a friend, you are or not. Many of us don't have any friend. That is why I don't bother myself with friendship. I don't remember having any friend as I was growing up. And that became part of me. Because friends, in my experience, as long as they are getting what they need, what they want from you, they will continue to come. We have, don't get me wrong, we have true friends. We have good friends. I have some good friends myself. I have some good friends myself. We may not talk for months, we may not talk for years. But when we meet and we are talking, it seems, it looks as if we have been talking every day. We care for each other, we pray for each other, and we are neutral with each other. They are, they are my friends. But sometimes what we call friends are people who show up every day in our, our, our house, they are there. Anybody who call himself your friend, and it is only when you have things to celebrate that's when you see them that's when they show up in your life but anytime you have problem anytime you have let's say scandalous issue or maybe you are afflicted you are sick or something happened in your business things are not going on well you can't count on them they will not even see you will not even see their brake light in front of your house those are not your friends those are not your friends they are just with you because of what they are getting from you. When you no longer offer them what they are getting from you, they will move on. They will move on to another person who will give them what they are looking for. The book of Job shows show us that. In order for God to restore Job, God had to make him to pray for his friends because his friend really messed up. His friend really messed up. And the last test God gave to Job 
was to tell Job to pray for his friends. God, why? My own friend. Eh? My own friend that's supposed to stand by me. And you are telling me to pray for them. And God told him, pray for your friend. And Job prayed for his friend. And God restored everything the devil has taken away from him. God is awesome in his dealings. Whatever it is that you are going through today, whatever attack, whatever attack that the devil is bringing your way, I want you to understand that his main target is your faith. Don't allow him to take your faith away from you. Let's read the book of Job chapter 42. We're going to read from verse 7. After the Lord has said these things to Job, he said to Eliphaz, the Tamanite, I am angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. You have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. So Elivas, the Temanite, Bedad, the Suhite, and so far the Namatite did what the Lord told them and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over the trouble the Lord had brought on him and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold drink. And the Lord blessed the later part of Job's life more than the former part. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camel, a thousand yoke of oxen, a thousand donkey, and he also had seven sons and three daughters. The first daughter he named Jemima, the second Kesia, and the third Karen Hapush. Nowhere in all the land where they have found women as beautiful as Job's daughter. And their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. After this, Job lived a hundred and forty years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. And so Job died, an old man and full of years. So what God did for Job to effect his restoration is to cause his friend to offer sacrifice of forgiveness and to cause Job to pray for his friends to forgive them. And after Job forgave them, God brought restoration back into his life since it was all a bargain between God and Satan. And Job did not disappoint God. God won the bargain. So God doubled everything Job had, gave him more years so that he can have more children. And he saw the, the generation, four generations of his children, children. 
God has the ability to restore unto you everything the devil has taken away from you. God has the ability to restore unto you everything you have lost as a result of the affliction, as a result of the test, the troubles that comes, that came into your life. The only thing that we must keep close to us is our faith and our trust in God. Don't allow your problem to make you blaspheme against God. Don't allow your problem to make you lose your faith. Don't allow your challenges to take you away from the presence of God. I round up this series in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I pray that as you go back to majority of the messages to listen again, God will refresh your mind. He will give you hope. And the years ahead, the days ahead, the months ahead will be full of testimonies. I bless you the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Isaac, the blessing of Israel in the mighty name of Jesus. Please share this message, the entire series. Share it with your family and friends. Let us grow together. Let us build ourselves together. It is well with you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at at underscore Evans. I'm also on TikTok at at underscore Evans. I'm on YouTube at at Evans Missions. See you in the next episode.